It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! Um, so I kind of want to, we'll just kind of pick up where we left off last time, if that's okay, since it's a part awesome. of two. Um, yep. you, you had mentioned uni swag in our last conversation and how they had like talked about the number, was it number three uniform last week or? Yeah, I think we, uh, we were number five last week. Um, I, for, I forgot the rankings, but yeah, I think we were five last week and then we were the highest ranking we were, I think we were third, um, with all Royals. I think we were second one week uh in the all navies yeah so um my question with that was how like tied in are the social media efforts to what you do with your role like so does uni swag reach out to you or do you have like certain like social media goals that you also have as the director of um player experience and and equipment and all that stuff no so we uh um really we kind of throw it out there uh, uniforms that I think will do better. I try to get our social media team involved with earlier. So for instance, with the Virgil, um, we, we did pretty well. We did a kind of a video to go with, with that, with that uniform release. Um, so most of the time, if we do more social media push from our, our main account, uh, a lot of times we get that traction. I think it's kind of a way we send in the universe that, uh, we, we, you know, are proud of this uniform and we're excited for it to get nominated. Um, it's really tough to win uh, uni swag awards, it seems like, in away uniforms. Um, and it's really difficult because now every week you have uh, a lot of innovative uniforms, you know, out there. Like Arizona State seems like every week has had a, had a pretty cool uniform. Um, I know that Utah this week with their uh, Salt Lake uh, battleship uniform yep. i think that's amazing if, if they don't win uniform of the week with uni swag then then i think that uni swag missed the boat because i really do think that's not only one of the nicest uniforms of the week but i think it's probably one of the nicest uniforms of the year i thought that yeah. university of utah did a great job with that so uh but yeah i think uh, the more social media attention obviously the more chances that uni swag has to pick it up Heck yeah. I noticed as well, like this week you had posted something about like the, I call it the Kalani Sataki just cause it's like, yeah. his, um, the, I, I call it coach Sataki cause it's blue and the Royal and the Navy. But um, so I, I saw that. And then also last year with like Hal driving the truck and he started doing the truck tracker. And that's why I was wondering if like social media was one of those initiatives that you had, or if the players are like behind that saying, Hey, but yeah, I just kind of want to know like what's the, what kind of things went into that. So that, that makes a lot of sense now. Um, with um, Hal and all that stuff, because you started that, it was the Coastal Carolina game, right? When all the fans bought into that. How did that yes. all come about? Like, how was that? Was it just fans on, on Twitter that were like buying into it and you were hyped about it? Well, I, I think it, it came about by the, uh, I mean, the challenge. I don't think anyone puts, uh, I don't think anyone really thinks about logistics when they think about us playing a game across the country. And that was a situation that started with coastal, a situation where coastal, uh, I mean, that type of urgency to get ready for a game uh, will probably never happen again in my lifetime. Right. And I think that 
because of COVID. I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, we don't have like another season like we had last year. But for us to find out midweek that we need to get across the country, probably one of the farthest games we played last year outside of the bowl game, uh, that was one of those moments where we actually sent out the truck before we even knew that we were actually going to play, right? And so I'll never forget our director of football ops, John Swift, comes, says, hey, Billy, realistically, hypothetically, if we were to play a game, how much time would you need to get the truck ready and on the road? And I, I had to ask, I'm like, well, man, you got to give me more than that. Where's the game? He said, all right, well, don't tell anyone, but it might be coastal Carolina. And I said, well, if that's the case, we should have probably had the truck leave last night. Right. Um, so to go from not thinking we were playing to getting the truck on the road in less than four hours was was difficult enough and then usually we we send the truck out with enough time that there's a little bit of lead yeah um and so there's breathing room if the truck breaks down which has happened um or if there's traffic or if there's inclement weather uh we just like to leave at least an 8 to 12 hour buffer this would give us zero buffer and just getting it off and on the road I also think it started a little bit because people were speculating by the time we sent the truck on the road, if BYU was going to play, I know there was talks about us playing Washington. There's also some other opportunities that could be opening up. Um, I, I know that by the time we actually sent the truck, uh, Liberty had made a statement that they wanted to, pl- you know, they were planning on playing because yeah. things were starting to leak out. Um, and so it also started off as a, Hey, the truck's leaving can't tell you where it's going and the truck drivers don't know where it's going. And then boom, like that hit like wildfire. And then all of a sudden, like Cougar Nation got excited because like, Hey, where's the truck going? You know, and, and I had told uh, our truck drivers, I said, Hey, we probably won't know if we're playing by the time you get to Lincoln, Nebraska. But if you don't get to Lincoln, Nebraska, by the time we find out, we're not going to make it in time. And the truck driver's like, well, can you at least give us an idea where we're going? I said, just get to Lincoln. I'll let you know when you get to Lincoln. And I said, uh, um, and worst case scenario, we don't end up playing. You get to Lincoln and, and you get to come, you know, you get to come back home. But I said, you have to make it to Lincoln by, by 9 a.m. And, uh, and so the towel, I think that's, he, he got all gung ho about it. And uh, he, he put the, the foot down. And, and I think that the whole Cougar Nation got excited to follow his, his trek across country. Feely's a little bit quieter, but Feely definitely played an integral role in that, both of them. Uh, did a phenomenal job and still do a phenomenal job uh, getting us to and from games. Yeah, this week uh, I kind of felt like it was reminiscent of last year because of the it's the same coast, obviously, just a little bit further yes. south. But I'm just like, oh, man, the truck tracker, like I felt a little bit more of a connection even to this week's postings as the truck's making it across country. And then to see that it was in Savannah today and that the team was practicing there. I think it was Memorial Stadium there in Chatham, if I'm yes. not mistaken. We hung out there a little bit in May when my wife and I came out and I was like, oh, man, I, I feel so connected. It was super cool to to see the different aspects come about that way. Um, and those are kind of the social media things that I've, I've kind of noted, but there was one that was really um, on my mind a lot this last week, and it kind of goes back to where we kind of ended the conversation last week, um, where we were talking about the players being involved with the, the design of uniforms and helmets and things that way. Because one of the posts that I remember after the season kind of came to an end, um, the, there was some of the equipment team 
that was like in these highly secretive like helmets or boxes they were taking it for a presentation or something that way and it was like going to going to present or something like that way um and so i wanted to know um just kind of about that experience and um is that how it usually comes about when you guys have a new idea you go and make a big presentation at the end or was that just kind of like a push on social media like saying hey we're going to be doing this or we already knew it was kind of happening or what was the story behind that no i think there's a lot of when we introduced those uniforms there's a lot of work that went into it. We're going away from something that uh, are going, I don't want to say going away, but going towards a little bit more innovation that we hadn't done in a while. Uh, There was a little bit of, uh, having been here for so many years, what we did was pretty radical, right? Pretty progressive when it comes to BYU football tradition. And so before we presented, you know, presenting ideas are one thing, but we needed to make sure that we had all of our T's crossed, our I's dotted. Um, we actually had all the uniform combos that we were going to allow the players to choose from. We already had pictures taken of them. We did a full-on presentation to uh, our athletic director, Tom Homo, and Deputy AD Brian Santiago. And we wanted that pre- presentation to hit home so they wouldn't say no, yeah. right? And, and Tom... He was awesome. He loved the presentation. Um, I thought it all came together well. And I think we were so excited that it went well that we just decided to kind of slip it out there um, and kind of tease a little bit that something was coming. Um, By that time, again, you know, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who happen to be Cougar faithful, they love, like, there's no secrets, right, in (laughs) Cougar Nation. And so by the time that picture even kind of hit the surface, there were already talks because things were kind of leaking out here and there. I don't know how it leaked out, um, these ideas that we were getting uniforms. But uh, at that point, we're like, you know what? It just got approved. We won't tell them what the uniforms are. But let's just send this photo because it was, you know, hundreds of hours in the making. Yeah. And so, uh, and again, I think got Cougar Nation excited. And, and I also love speculation. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I enjoy feeding the beast a little bit. So that's why this <laughs> yeah. week asking about, you know, hypothetically for to do a sailor cougar game. What do you, do you think? I love getting cougar nation also involved in coming up with ideas. It helps me because every, I don't know if you followed that, but every single helmet with uh, the sailor cougar on this week, I mean, those are all concepts that my staff and I, we talk about, right. We thought about, but what I love about cougar nation is there's people that went out and they actually put pen to paper. Right. And so they actually helped me out a lot because they're like, hey, I made this mini helmet concept, you know, and and I'm like, man, that saves me time. Because last year when we did all these different concepts, I mean, we did that behind closed doors. We didn't ask Cougar Nation for help. Right. And so we had to bring in all these different concepts and we're building all these concepts. That was a lot of hours. Now I'm like, hey, if we do a Sailor Cougar game and I'm not saying we're going to, but like, let's say we hypothetically do do a Sailor Cougar game. I'm like, we need to start bringing in concepts. So throwing out to Cougar Nation, I love seeing all the concepts come in this week, right? And yeah. I hope to see more concepts come in because that that's like one step that we're able to skip, you know, in, in kind of keeping things secret. And I think it's fun for Cougar Nation to be involved. Oh, absolutely. I love that, the posting um, and seeing so many different ones. I think uh, Cougar Uniform Tracker is one of the ones I see the most from. And yes. the, I think that's the one that I we talked about leaking of the uniforms earlier in the year. Um, I think he's the one that I saw post like the whole season of this is what it's going to be. It's cool to see like new accounts made behind it. And there's people that are, like you said, really passionate into it. Um, yeah. And, and there, there are times I'll be honest, uh, you know, maybe I can't 
display all my cards, but or my hand. But uh, there actually are times where I'll see a concept that he'll put out there to the universe, and I'll actually DM him on the side and say, "Hey, like the idea, but can you throw out a couple more concepts like this?" And he does, and yeah. so he's a huge team player. And obviously, when I I don't retweet or tweet out all my thoughts because you know you don't want to show all your cards, yeah. um, but there are times where I'm like, "Hey." can you maybe make a concept a little bit more along this, you know, this line? And, uh, and so anyway, and, and he's been great. He, he's been a real big team player in all this. And I love the ideas. I love the mocks that he's doing. And yeah. so uh, if, man, if, if you know of any Cougar Nation that want to follow uniforms, I think he, he has a really good Twitter account. I think it's only getting stronger by the week. Yeah. Is that something that you present every year? Like you plan a big presentation of this is next year's uniforms that we've con- like conceptualized. Does this look well, like the, something? Last year was the first year, right? So yeah. um, I, I don't know how it's going to work this year. I mean, last yeah. year was kind of the first year we've ever got outside the box with it. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be as big of a scale presentation next year. I think what we'll probably do is take the, rather than say, Hey, here's all the ideas that we have. I think we'll probably take the, um, 12 ideas that were more solidified uh, to Tom Homo. Uh, obviously, we have to get 80 approval uh, before we roll out. You know, I mean, first Coach Sataki's approval, you know, then AD's approval, just to make sure we're all on the same page and there's no surprises. Um, but by the time, most of the time it gets past, you know, Coach Sataki, you know, Tom Homo, he's game. He loves it. He's an innovator. There's a reason why he's AD of the year. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's all about that. That's awesome. I think um, something that kind of goes into that, like you said, you, it, we talked about tradition last time and we want to maintain the tradition of, of everything. So um, I'm sure as like the tradition is now um, molded in with the new and, and it's kind of come together, there's probably not, there still will be innovation, but it's kind of not, you're not reinventing the wheel per se of, or like, like you said, creating. So you can, it kind of just flows a little bit better year after year kind of deal. Oh yeah. Uh, which, which is awesome. You know, one thing that kind of stuck out to me this year that was different than any other year was the iPads um, that you guys gave away um, and seeing you guys hand those out to players and the equipment side of things. And I, I wanted to know how that side of things came about, just because I, I think that's probably one of the most innovative um, things that I've seen any program um, doing college athletics. And, and I think it kind of, like I mentioned, it's an innovative way, but it's a leg up. Um, and it's one of those things that I think player experience, if they're getting an iPad and they can study film, kind of you, you heard Zach Wilson talk a lot about how much of a film junkie was and he's in there studying film. But then you see Jaron Hall, he's having a baby and he's studying film there with, with his wife. I, I believe he's studying the Minnesota game is what he was posting or what he posted about on Twitter. But how did that whole deal come about with the iPads and, and what was your involvement in that? And what do you kind of see as the future of that side of things? Yeah, so my the iPads were actually, uh, you know, weren't weren't necessarily on my, or weren't on my side of the operation. A person you got to get on your podcast one time is uh, Braden Woodall, um, the director of uh, video, and okay. uh, and he that that's his wheelhouse. Um, but you know, iPads have actually been around in the program for the last decade. You know, really? of, of watching film, uh, Braden this week. I think there was a True Blue segment on Braden. Uh, it's amazing that our athletes actually have film up on their iPads by the time we'll even get on the plane tomorrow night. So we'll play this game. Braden's staff will film it. They'll load it. And by the time our players get on the plane, they'll be able to drink their Gatorades, eat their sandwiches on the charter. And they'll be able to watch film. Um, it's, it's, it's an amazing operation. 
That's really cool. I, I kind of, I think I mostly had seen the posts and I, maybe I just thought the posts were from your side of things specifically. Um, and that's kind of where I was like, man, that's, that's a really innovative, I, I would think that when you think about player experience, and I guess that's, there's so many different aspects to it. Uh, that was one thing that really, really stuck out to me from, from everything that way. I wanted to touch base on another thing from last year um, when I believe it was Troy that I first noticed this. And we talked a little about, obviously, you were, that yeah. was one of the teams you were most excited for because of your connection to the, the doctor program yes. there. But um, I believe it was their locker room and you showed photos of setting up the coaches side of things like the coaches uniforms or like game day outfits and their shoes and all their hats and their jackets and all that. What do the players give input on the coaches side of things or do you also do the same kind of thing with the coaches so that they can be involved kind of in the process that way? No, co coaches is a little bit more reactive like uh, and have to be on the fly. I mean, coaches will, I, I kind of guess right i'll run things by kalani um but when coaches don't like something you know i will drop it immediately so last year right before the season you know coach grimes told me that you know after we've already hemmed all these navy pants he decides like hey i don't want to look like a missionary no navy pants this year right um so we actually haven't worn navy pants since he said that right so i kind of just take it uh coaches will give advice you know, they, last year they didn't want to wear black shoes, so they didn't wear black shoes. Um, so sometimes things are on the fly. Uh, last week with the, the camo game, that was a little bit more of a surprise to make it fun for the coaches. Um, some coaches are a little bit, I don't want to say superstitious, but maybe a little stitious and, and like to wear the same thing every week. So um, I make sure that they'll have that same type of item inside their, inside their wardrobe. Uh, you know, the, the whole mindset of look, look good, feel good, play good, that extends beyond the players. I think coaches also, they want to feel good on the sideline. So um, I try to listen, ask tons of questions and uh, get feedback from them because I want them to feel good when they're coaching. Absolutely. And like I said last time, that's one of my favorite mottos, like branding side of things. That is something that's just, it's tied to me as a BYU fan. And um, I love that side of things branding wise. We also talked a little bit last time, and this is something um, you had mentioned that this is the only type of role in all of college athletics is yours that, uh, that you're doing with the director of player development experience that way um, and equipment um, and operations. And um, like you said, you're innovating and coming up with what the role looks like. Have there been other schools like Troy or like some of those that you visit with? Because I see you um, tweet back and forth, like, thank you. Um, I mean, Georgia Southern equipment or thank you, um, Virginia equipment, or I, I, those are just names of teams that you played this year. Whatever team it is, you're traveling most of the time. Like, do you guys have people that reach out to you or do you have people that reach out to you and say, hey, how can we get something like this in our program? Or what is it, what, what do you think we could do to get something like this started? And, and have you been able to help any of those other schools with something um, like that? Yeah, so, you know, it's it, – I'm sure you saw this week I tweet at Northwest Equipment, right, yes. with Pastor Missouri. And, and Northwest, he, he's great, right? He's done a great job there. Um, he's actually one you might want to bring on your podcast just to talk a little bit more about uniforms. Um, I, I love some of the concepts that he did this, this year for senior night. On the bumper plate, he actually had messages from the families, specific senior. Um, He's innovative, right? And he heightens the player experience. The, the thing is, is uh, and he actually came out to Provo last year just to, to swing by and visit and see what we're doing. So there's a couple things, to, just to clarify. 
my role is not um, like I'm not the first equipment manager in college football, right? There's a lot of innovative equipment managers or, or directors of equipment operations. Um, and, and the one, you know, Troy, um, he, he's amazing, right? My man at, at Northwest or in Missouri, he's amazing. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of, you know, Arizona, right? Arizona State, he's amazing as far as uniforms go. And obviously, Oregon with Nike, there's a lot of great minds right now in the equipment operation side of things. Um, where player experience comes in is more of um, a bigger picture of things outside of just equipment, right? And so I know that I've had a lot of people ask, like, well, what's player experience? In fact, my buddy at Northwestern, he actually said, you know, what the heck is player experience? You know, and, I, and I'm blessed that I have an opportunity to work a little bit closer with uh, Kalani and not just on equipment side of things. And so equipment definitely has an impact on player experience, but so does player development, right? And so do team activities. And so do, you know, other operational things uh, have a huge impact on players' overall experience. And so really the player experience side of things is less to do with necessarily uniforms. That's an aspect. It's more of really just working with the players to identify variables that impact their overall satisfaction at BYU, right? And working with um, our director of football operations, John Swift, our director of recruiting, Jason Ayu, um, and other key players, and making sure we fine tune all those touch points, right? And so, and, and I love it because it keeps me busy because there's always something that we can improve on, right? Wow. And, um, and so that's what player experience is. And so there's there other schools do it, yeah. but we're just kind of rebranding it. And it's a stronger focus at BYU to focus on that player experience. Absolutely. And I guess that's kind of what I was leaning towards is like, I've noted, I think you guys went to top golf and I'm sure you had a, a kind of a role in that. I noticed, um, and maybe even this week or this last week with bye week, I noticed Chaz, all you mentioned how it was a much different bye week than they've ever gone through. And they kind of restructured that experience for the players. Were you involved in those kind of like planning of those kind of things as well? Is that kind of what yeah, you're saying? I mean, I, I obviously am able to like, you know, I, I am involved in some of them. Some of them I'm not. Um, overall, I think that culturally we've, uh, coach Sataki has put a huge emphasis on player experience, right? I think I focus more on, I mean, I definitely help with it. I strategize when we're, we're going through kind of the strategy of coming up with team events and stuff like that, but really it's a team effort. Um, there's a lot of us involved. John Swift has done amazing with, with buying into player experience, you know, and, and really he, I mean, Really, he's kind of the director of player experience, and I'm really the uh, the assistant, you know, director of player experience because you know both of us are are very focused on on that side of things. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that it's more of a culture that that Coach Shitake is building. Um, but I'm I'm just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really cool. I, there's been some news. Obviously, you've been keen with it, and Kalani noted that he's keen with it coming out of like Washington or USC or uh, LSU, these schools that are interested in him um, kind of uh, maybe in interviewing for those positions. And there's a lot of Cougar fans that are opinionated about um, increased wages or increased things that way. Um, and I mean, obviously, you're not Kalani, but I, I wanted to kind of just get your perspective on if there was the ability to put more. Um, funds or more resources towards what the program is doing and what your side is doing right now do you have like a, an idea of 
uh, of what could be done to, to make that happen, to make it so the program can even take that next step? Or is there not really much that can be done outside of the, the innovation that's already been done with, with the, your role and with, I think, some of the health and nutrition roles that people mention a lot or like the where you guys practice um, with the practice facility there? Um, are, are there other things really there that can be improved and, and would allow a coach to say, hey, I want to stay here more? Or do you think it's something that um, it really would be kind of just increasing staff wages across the board? What, what's your kind of um, broad take that way? I know you're not like on, uh, in that kind of, but I, I, I want to know your take on things that way, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't really speak to, you know, I mean, those are situations that are definitely sensitive, you know, and um, I, I think that what, what I do know is that in college football is an arms race, yeah. right? And part of the reason why I jumped into my dissertation topic of recruiting is so we could find more bang for our buck in that arms race. Because I know that BYU um, is always going to be uh, more conservative than some schools, right? Yeah. Uh, in this game of trying to attract talent. And so I don't know if we're ever going to build a $2 billion structure along the strip of Las Vegas, right? <laughs> to win a football game. Um, so, and there's a lot of money thrown into sports, right? And so that's actually why I got into the research of player experience, because I'm trying to figure out what factors have the most influence on satisfaction and recruiting decisions and, and, and player behavior, right? And let's focus on putting resources towards those factors. And yeah. so obviously I think there's a long wish, wish list of, of things that if, if more uh, resource was, was placed, we could, you know, funnel it towards. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that um, things that we're doing right now with, with what we have is, is um, working, right? There's a reason why we're 14th in the country right now. Um, I think that Coach Sataki is by far one of the best coaches in college football right now. Um, and what he's been able to do with this program in the last couple of years. Um, and I, yeah, I, just, I feel blessed to be a part of the process. And I'm sure whatever ends up happening, right? Um, like when I talk to Coach Sataki, um, I just, I think there's a strong faith that everything's going to work out the way it's meant to work out, right? Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, um, BYU football will continue to, to trend upward and, and forward. I think that the Big 12 definitely, like we spoke last week, is going to increase that player experience and provide more opportunities. Um, and I think we're, the future of Cougar football is really bright. Yeah, I love that that insight. And I really I believe that, too, that it'll work out however it's supposed to be. And I feel like the trajectory that's been built, the culture that's been built is something that can be maintained. That does sometimes change if there is a coaching shift, um, which I mean, it happened even when Coach Mateos and Coach Grimes left, like you, you feel a little bit of uneasiness. Um, but then you it's just a matter of bringing in um, people that are aligned with that cultural vision, um, a good cultural fit and will be good coaches and mentors to the players in your in your research. I know we talked about like p5 wasn't necessarily a, a major shift for players was coaching changes something that you looked at at all if like a coach changed um did that oh, coaches, affect thing coaches definitely have a huge influence on player satisfaction right and personalities i i just don't think people understand the value of kalani yet i'll be honest i i don't know if uh um i, I don't think people understand that kalani is um doing things that other people don't do and his yeah. love for players and his love for fans and his love for this university. Um, I, 
I think that our ad, our administration sees it and they know who Kalani is. Um, but I don't even think uh, the rest of the world values Kalani like like we value Kalani, those that know yeah. him, um, because he's he's in a league of his own. I mean, he's playing he's playing, uh, uh, you know, chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Right. Yeah. And, and the way that he leads and the way that he loves and the culture that he's building, you know, is just invaluable. And, and honestly, I mean, I'm grateful that I have a title of player experience, but really the person that has the greatest influence on player experience is Kalani Sataki. And I think he's done a phenomenal job, right? And, um, I mean, I don't think there's any price to the value that he brings to your nation. Yeah, no, I, that's great insight as well. Um, I really don't think I do, even as, as a fan, as somebody who feels like I cover BYU quite a bit, I don't feel like I understand the full value that he's brought. Um, but I know that some of my Utah fan friends um, are like, man, you guys got a gem. You guys really stole one from from the coaching community because he's he's a keeper. And I, I mean, you can feel that that connection um, from the Lavelle era. Obviously, he's mentioned that multiple times, how much of a connection he had to, to coach. And um, it's one of those things that I think it's it's continuing forward. Maybe that tradition aspect of coaching. Um, and I think that's what people are hoping is that he he'll do that. But also you want Kalani to be taken care of and and that's kind of you want both sides like uh, I know a couple weeks ago he mentioned um, he wanted people to respect Elisa a little bit more for his defense that he's brought out and he's vocalized that hey like I'm I'm doing my the best I can we're doing an awesome job we're really but you guys got to remember like respect all the people I have with me and that's one of the things I want to do better um, is that something that's vocalized inside of the the school athletic department as well, or everybody's pretty much pretty high respecting of these guys as is, or, you know what I'm saying? Is, is How connected that way are things? Cause I, I think that's where people are worried is like, is the athletic department keenly aware of these guys? And you, you kind of mentioned that they're, they're keenly aware of them and they love them, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think they, I think the athletic department is, I think that, uh, um, I think things are, are moving in the right direction. I just think that overall in Cougar Nation, we need to really all buy into Kalani's vision for a culture of love and learning, right? Yeah. Uh, my first couple of years, I kind of struggled with that. I'll be honest. I'm a very uh, transactional sometimes individual, or I, I want to set goals. I want to accomplish goals, you know, and that's not Coach Sataki. Coach Sataki really means it when he says he wants to create a culture of love and learning. And I think that, you know, that's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. And I think sometimes Cougar Nation, we're not patient enough. You know, sometimes we we want to cast stones, right? And we want to call people out for their flaws. And um, I think that Kalani, what he keeps coming back to and what we all need to buy into is every single individual at BYU is here because they want to be here for the right reasons. They love this university, right? They love the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? They want to be a... Um, ambassador of the church, right? And, 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 and play football games, right? That, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I think that Cougar Nation, if there's one thing that we could do better, it's love and learn, right? Rather than criticize and tear down. I mean, what if it's, hey, you know what? We're flawed individuals, right? And we all make mistakes. I mean, what's interesting is, is we all work, right? We all go to jobs every Sunday, or it's not every Sunday, sorry, a Monday <laughs> through Saturday, right? And then we go to church on Sunday, and unfortunately, or we are fortunate that we don't have people that nitpick our work every day, right? Yeah. Uh, no one's listening to your podcast and nitpicking your podcast or your questions that you're asking, right? Not the same extent they do with everything our coaches do, right? Yeah. Everything our coaches do is scrutinized, 
and I think that is Cougar Nation, man. I think we got to move away from that. We got to say, like, man, even they're loving, but even our coaches are learning and they're growing. And that's where we're going to continue to get better. The more patient we are, the more we, we buy into the Savior's message of love and learning. I think the happier our Cougar Nation is going to be, and I think the more understanding they're going to become. Uh, I think that Coach Tuiaki has done a phenomenal job. I think he's going to continue to do a phenomenal job. Um, I think that all of our coaches, with keeping the priority to represent the church well, are doing a great job. And uh, BYU is a challenging school because there's more to life than football. And so if we really believe that, we need to be patient in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Now that's, that's deep and, and uh, very introspective as a fan. I was going to say, what can we do as fans? But I, you kind of touched on that. So I appreciate, um, appreciate that aspect. I, I really do want to do better. And that's kind of why we've done what we've done with, I, I want to share the fan perspective, but sometimes as fans, we don't really know where to vent our frustration. So we just go to the wrong place. Maybe we, we go to Twitter and, and shout it out, but I feel like conversing about things, maybe in a, a setting, where it's like, hey, these are the good things that we saw. Uh, even talking over the years, like I mentioned, coming back from 18, 19, and seeing the improvement last year with Zach, and you're seeing the steady improvement in college football. If Alabama loses one game, um, their fan base just goes nuts. Um, and sometimes not, but most of the time they, they do. And if you lose two games, they're not going to college football playoff. Like that's where it's at. But for BYU, it's a different purpose, a different goal. And um, as long as the players, obviously the goal is a national championship every time you play. Oh, football. absolutely. But there's still other aspects of that, the, the learning, the growing, the developing. And if you're seeing that and you're seeing it at an exceptionally high level and you're getting people to the NFL, which a lot of these guys have that end goal. And if somebody doesn't have the NFL as a goal, maybe they're still playing football. But most of them, I don't know, I, I, maybe you could add some insight there. Most of the players, I'm assuming, believe they have some shot of playing beyond or, or maybe they just feel like it's a great way to get through school but just recognizing that they're putting their effort out there and that they're um, doing something while while going to school and, and putting a product on the field for fans um, that we really do take for granted a lot yeah, of times well I, I think we do take for granted I mean we're 14th in the in the, in the nation right now right um we've we have won the Pac-12 South I'm sure. <laughs> um, I love that we, we no we we are doing great things and we're going to continue to do great things. And I think that we just need to continue to count our blessings. Absolutely. Right. And um, let's not wish away these moments because there are going to be some seasons where we're not 14th in the nation. Hopefully there's some seasons where we're higher than 14th in the nation, but let's not wish away these moments and let's certainly not wish away our coaches. You know, I think that we have a tendency to wish away quarterbacks. You know, we have a tendency to wish away coaches and we shouldn't do that. I'm so grateful every day that I have the opportunity to work alongside these men that are making sacrifices to, to coach football, right? And what I mean by making sacrifices is, is they, they are committing to live a life different than coaching anywhere else, right? Yeah. And I look up to these men in a lot of ways and what they do. And, and I, I'm blessed that I could see them on a, on a personal level and, and I truly love them. And I think that that's what coach Sataki's done so well is create this culture of love where we really are family and so it, it it does bother me when people talk bad it's you know sometimes yes you don't agree with with a sibling right or a parent but at the end of the day when people talk bad about them and you're ready to fight yep. right? and that's how this that's how this family is like yes we have disagreements all the time but at the end of the day this is our family and cougar nation you, you know you have a decision to make do you want to be a part of this family or do you do you not 
right? Yeah. Do you want to protect this family or, or do you want to attack it? And it's sad because sometimes I think fans do more, um, you know, create more issues. And I know they get frustrated. We all get frustrated. No one likes to lose. No one likes to throw an interception. No one likes to, you know, but at the end of the day, like, let's just come together. Let's learn and love and follow yeah. the example of Kalani Sataki. And more importantly, follow the example of the savior that, you know, Kalani's trying to emulate. Absolutely. Well, really, I, I, I really appreciate you visiting with me again. I've asked all the questions that I had for, for this round. Awesome. Of I, I do want to know, though, is that Kalani Sataki, the Royal and, and Navy going to happen? Is that, <laughs> is that in the proposals or is that like a little teaser? Because it got me. Hey, we'll see, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm always looking into new ideas. Sometimes I tease, sometimes I'm really looking. Um, but I think that no matter what, Cougar Nation is going to be really excited and, and there's a bright future ahead for BYU football. Absolutely. I'll keep my eyes open for the eyeballs when that one drops. So. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, Thanks we'll talk so to you much, later. Okay, we'll Bye. see you. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.